What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hey guys, good to be back with you today. Cloud with you here. I was with you guys yesterday, so thank you again for sticking with us today. We're we're continuing on through kind of Saul's story in the book of First and Second Samuel. Y'all go back and listen if you haven't followed this far, but we're in the middle of Saul's story. And the people elected him to be king. They chose him. Uh, they shouldn't have, but God lets them do that. He actually points Saul as an act of discipline. And Saul ultimately is going to be this spiral, downward spiral. Uh, he's a failure and it's going to be bad and hard on the people. And, and not only is he going to suffer, but the people are going to suffer. But God chose him as an act of discipline to, to show them, like, look, I am your king, and now you're settling for Saul. And so we're going to see more on Saul's story today. Um, I, I've talked about this before, but, like, we shouldn't be too hard on Saul because, you know, we see ourselves as kind of him in this character arc, uh, a character analysis of Saul. Sometimes we are actually the bad guys in scripture and not the good guys. We should see ourselves more like the bad guys. I'm using air quotes here, but the, the, the negative examples in scripture are, are, are really a picture of us, but we do some good things and Saul does too. He's kind of a mixed bag. We're all kind of like that. We may do some of the good things. We may say the right answers. Sometimes we make right, good decisions in our life that on, on at face value, look, man, that's, Christian-like behavior, but deep down we have wrong motives. And so that's sin, and, you know, it's kind of a mishmash. We're a mix a, a mix of motives, and we're going to see a picture of that here in Saul's starting off strong as the king, but kind of. But we'll, we'll look at some of these details and see, like, the true picture of what's going on here. So we are in 1 Samuel chapter 11, and I'm reading just the first 15 verses. Then Nahash the Ammonite went up and besieged Jabesh-Gilead, and all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, Man, that's a lot of words, okay? The Ammonites are besieging Israel, and Israel sends up some guys, and the guys say, Make a treaty with us. Like, don't kill us. We'll serve you. Verse 2. Then the bad guy, Nahash the Ammonite, said to them, On this condition I will make a treaty with you, that I gouge out your right eyes and thus bring disgrace on all Israel. The elders of Jabesh said to him, uh, Give us seven days respite that we may send messengers throughout all the territory of Israel. Then, if there's no one to save us, we'll give you ourselves up to you. When the messengers came up to Gibeah, to Saul, they reported the matter in the ears of the people, and all the people wept aloud. Now behold, Saul was coming from behind the field, behind some oxen, and Saul said, What is wrong with the people? Why are they weeping? So they told him the news of the men of Jabesh. And the Spirit of God rushed upon Saul when he heard these words, and his anger was greatly kindled. He took a yoke of oxen and cut them in pieces and sent them throughout all the territory of Israel by the hand of messengers, saying, Whoever does not come out after Saul and Samuel, so shall it be done to his oxen. Then the dread of the Lord fell upon the people, and they came out as one man. Verse 8. When he mustered them at Bezek, the people of Israel were 300,000, and the men of Judah 30,000. And they said to the messengers who had come, Thus shall you say to the men of Jabesh-Gilead, 
tomorrow. By the time the sun is hot, you shall have your salvation. When the messengers came and told men of Jabesh, they were glad. Therefore the men of Jabesh said, Tomorrow we will give ourselves up to you, that you may do whatever seems good to you. And the next day Saul put the people in three companies, and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch and struck down the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And those who survived were scattered, so that no two of them were left together. Verse 12. Then the people said to Samuel, Who is it that said Saul shall not reign over us? So I remember yesterday, some people, when he was uh, coronated king, they're like, not my king. So now all the people are like, well, he's delivered us. Who is it that, you know, talk bad about our Saul? Like verse 12, who said that Saul shall not reign over us? Bring the men that we may put them to death. But Saul said, not a man shall be put to death this day for the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. This is the Lord's doing. Verse 14, Then Samuel said to the people, Come, let us go to Gilgal, and there renew the kingdom. So all the people went to Gilgal, and there they made Saul king before the Lord in Gilgal. There they sacrificed peace offerings to the Lord, and there Saul and all the men of Israel rejoiced greatly. And so we see it's, man, this is a pretty good story. Like Saul does some good stuff. He's, he's, he's got a strong start. Uh, you know, he, he eventually, you know, he, he unites the nation, all the people that were like, hashtag, not my King. Uh, the rest of the people are like, no, we're, you know, support our King. Okay. Support the, support the King. And, you know, so he's uniting, he, he, you know, kicks them in the rear and his motivation gets all of Israel to come out as one. So he's uniting this land. The people are behind Saul he wins this great victory. And then this great thing happens at the end. He's like, you know, given this opportunity to take vengeance on the guys that didn't support him. And he's like, no, don't put him to death. You know, he's taking the high road here, you know, taking the high road. And then he said, and then this is pretty cool. He said, uh, for today, the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. That's verse 13. So he's giving God credit. So this is like a good, strong story. It's a good way to start off. And so I, I think, at face value, it's like, all right, cool. Saul's a good dude. But if we know the rest of the story, we're going to continue on this kind of character study of Saul. This isn't the full picture. Here in this text, just a few things to just kind of look at. Uh, verse 5, he's like working on the farm and the, he's plowing. And so he he's really, we, we said yesterday that he's got a passivity problem. He's got a fear of man problem. He's got all sorts of issues that will pop up that's not good character for a king. He's not really acting like a king. And we start to get our first hint of that here in verse five. You know, he'd been elected. He'd been coronated as king. And verse five, it says, now behold, Saul was coming from the field behind the oxen. That's, he's not, he's not doing a job as king. He's, he's, he went back to farming. And so he's not really leading the country until, you know, bad stuff happens. And the, these Ammonites are coming to kill him. So then he kind of gets ticked off. He gets, you know, this, the blood rush and is like, Oh, now I'll step into gear. So, he, but in the meantime, he's not really acting like a King. He's just kind of reacting to, to, to what's going on around him rather than being proactive as a leader, you know, and, and honoring God by leading the nation of Israel. He wasn't acting like a King until, you know, something dangerous happened. So, you know, we, we get our first hint here that Saul's not really it. He's not the guy. He's not the sovereign that we should want. And then also, 
I think this is this is really interesting. So in verse 13, when he's like, the Lord has delivered us, he's giving God credit. But if you look into Saul's character and the rest of the way he reacts and just how he views the world through his his actions, you know, this is it's kind of fake. He's probably just saying this. It's it's good language. Uh, it's an outward sign, but inwardly he's not being changed. He's not been transformed. And you you also see that in the language of, you know, the spirit of the Lord rushed upon Saul. He gets ticked off. He cuts the ox and he's like, so be it upon everyone who doesn't fight with me. Like that is the language that we see in the book of Judges, this outward affecting of the Holy Spirit. Yes, but it's not inward transformation. In other words, you don't have to be a true born again believer, Christian, a true believer in God transformed in your heart and have a right relationship with God in order for God to use you. God can use all sorts of people and, and gives them talents, gifts, and resources in his sovereignty. And, you know, we're all creations of God. And that doesn't mean you're necessarily right with him. He may use you for a, a time such as this. And and the Israel was his people and God's rescuing them. It is true that God rushed upon Samuel and brought about this victory, or Saul, and brought about this victory. So we see already because of the very language of it's very similar to the book of judges and how those judges were inadequate over and over and over again, that this is an outward change of behavior. It's not necessarily an inward transformation. And that's the picture we see in Saul that more a bigger picture of like how Saul's just not the guy, right? He's not the King, the true capital K King. So on this occasion, it looks like on paper, Saul's doing the right thing, but his heart is not right with God, as we'll continue to see as his story unfolds. Obviously, I think this is a challenge to us that whether you go to church every Sunday, you listen to this podcast, you do some Bible app, do some quiet times, man, you may not be actually right with God. You know, search your own heart and the Holy Spirit will illuminate that to you. If you need to make a next step, uh, you know, whatever it is in your life that you do that heart check that Saul will end up not doing. And so I hope that encourages you as we'll we'll look more into this story in the coming episodes. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you back then. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.